In this episode, we're going to talk about what to do or what to consider if you're unsure if leadership is the right path for you. Maybe you're thinking about stepping into a leadership role or you are already leading and wonder if this is the right path for you. I have some thoughts to consider and perspectives to take or to at least reflect on and we'll share those in this episode. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this episode on the topic of whether or not to lead or better, what if you don't like to lead or if you don't want to lead. A while back, I was doing some research and I came across this Reddit post. I'm going to read this to you out loud. So this was somewhere on Reddit and it's a few years old, so it wasn't, wasn't brand new, but it reads like this. People don't understand I don't want to be a leader. I work at a department where my boss, the department head, is retiring in six months. Coworkers have naturally assumed I'm going to be in the running for this position. I politely tell people I'm happy doing what I do and don't desire being a department head. Their response is akin to looking like they saw a three-headed person. They aren't able to grasp the concept I prefer being in the role of a supporting team member. I like to play it safe. I'm not a natural born leader, although I believe you don't have to be to be a successful leader. Yes, and Reddit writer, you are correct. In previous jobs, I was turned down for supervisor positions and left my ego feeling bruised. It was a hard blow. The department head role requires clarifying expectations amongst other departments, top brass and others with strong personalities. I always feel like a shrinking violet interacting with these people. I stumble and bumble. I'm not very good at delivering messages in a linear, polished manner. I'm uncomfortable with confrontation. And my boss hasn't encouraged me to consider his position. The person who he spent two plus years grooming his replacement left due to unforeseen health issues. I do feel I'd be great managing what would be four employees that comprise our department. I'm good at instilling morale and training others. There's always a part of me that says, what if? But the nagging gut feeling of staying the course where I'm confident and comfortable keeps me where I'm at. I don't think I'd be able to take yet another defeat. I've learned just because someone's good at their job doesn't mean they possess the skills to lead. Any advice? So this was such a great post because it, and you might have noticed as I read this out loud, that there are two sides to the consideration this person is making. One is they think about leading, so they're actually contemplating it and hence the post on Reddit. But they're also thinking about, on one hand, the risk, the fear of leading. And on the other hand, they're thinking about how they would actually be good for it, why they would be a good manager. They lay out a couple things here of why they think they would do a good job leading their department of four. And they're also sharing that in the past they were considering or maybe even applied for a supervisor role, but then were turned down and that got their ego roast. 
So we see the two tendencies of on one hand sort of wanting to do this or having an interest in trying to lead. On the other hand, all the worries and concerns of what it would mean to lead. And when people bring this question to me of what if I don't like to lead or I don't even know if I should lead, if I should step into this position, it always boils down to fear on one side and interest or intentionality, we call this, on the other side. And so I decided to record this podcast episode today because I'm pretty sure that this Reddit author is not the only one thinking about it. And I know from one-on-one conversations that I've had with many people that this is a topic that often comes up. Now, let's first talk about how to accelerate or grow in a career if you don't want to be a leader. If you're actually in that boat of leadership is great and I'm going to use informal leadership as what we call an expert leader, but I don't want to actually manage people. So if that is you and you're very clear on this and maybe even in such a role, or if you're considering or pretty sure you might want to go down that path, then here are a few options to consider. One, you could be an actual expert leader and become really knowledgeable and deep knowledge in one particular field. You could move into a consulting role and that could be at a consulting company. could also be as an internal consultant. These roles are pretty common in larger organizations. You could broaden your skills so you become a broader generalist. So let's say you might be in a product management role. You could start to learn design or UX skills. Or if you are a designer, you could learn more of the more coding or engineering type work. And with AI on the horizon, there are a lot of new job opportunities that are opening up with that as well. If you're in that technical field. You could also widen and strengthen your overall competencies. So maybe you've so far done a lot of IC work independently, and now you're looking to expand and work on project groups or work more strategically or step into more of a a role where you become a trainer to others. So you can stay within your expert field, but shift the way that you add value. You could also think about gaining knowledge in different industries. So maybe you're currently working in an e-commerce or retail industry. You could start to think about working in a completely different industry, let's say in the medical or the fintech industry. And so those industry transfers will provide you new perspectives and will allow you to develop more of those transferable skills and help you see things with an outside perspective, which can make you a very creative, innovative expert leader in your role. You could also just choose to do the same. You don't have to choose to go anywhere else or broaden anything. You can continue to do the work that you supposedly that you likely enjoy and keep delivering great work product. When we look at careers these days, they are much more like a climbing wall and a lot less like a career ladder as we've seen it 20, 30 years ago. So if your career is a climbing wall, for you to get stronger and to practice or to move up at some point, and you could go up to the left or up to the right, you could traverse to the right all around and get to the destination or a destination. But it's all about what's that next hook that you're going to grab onto. You're not jumping far, but you're moving one hand while still staying the same with two other feet and one other hand. 
you might be moving two hands or you might actually make a big leap and you have to stretch your body. And that is if you go for a big promotion or increase a lot of your responsibilities at any given time. On a climbing wall, you've got options. You can choose left, right. Sometimes you have to go down and traverse to go back up on the other side and a better path. Or you can go straight up, right? Many different options. And if you do not want to lead in the traditional people leader sense, you don't have to. And thank God a lot of companies embrace this fact and they're building roles and also financial compensation structures that make these kind of career paths attractive and as challenging and interesting as the leadership trajectory. So that's one way to consider. As a caring and driven manager, I know you want to strengthen your leadership skills, advance your career and lead a high performing engaged team. And in order to do that, as a leader, you need to lead with a system, not by shooting from your hips or reacting to everyone else around you. To do so, you need to first learn what should go into a leadership system and second, develop your own. Now, the good news is that I teach you one must-have part in your leadership system in a concise, actionable, and yet comprehensive course focused on running successful one-on-one meetings with your direct reports. It includes over 67 minutes of tactical leadership training, plus a set of resources to make this as easy and immediately applicable for you as possible. You can either watch the video lessons or listen to it through a private podcast feed on your phone. You can get your hands on this course, which I want every single manager to have, for a nominal $19 at ramonashaw.com slash one one. That's two times the number one. You can check the show notes for the details or head on over to ramonashaw.com slash one one to get started right now. Now, if you are thinking about stepping into a leadership role or contemplating the idea of, but you're worried that you might not be ready, let me set something straight. Only very few leaders feel ready and are actually prepared to lead on day one of their leadership journey. 99.9% of people are not ready and don't feel ready to lead on day one. But those who are successful in those leadership roles, although they're not ready and don't feel prepared, they either have a great support system at work, few of them are naturally inclined to pick it up and learn it on the go and figure this out on their own. Some of them have these natural tendencies to be really in tuned with these leadership skills. Others have learned the hard way from having had tough managers, bad managers, and maybe some good ones that they can emulate or learn from. But the vast majority of them will learn the skills through practice and struggle, through coaching and training, and investing time, effort, and resources in learning the skills and the competencies of leadership. Just like they learned how to code or how to project manage or how to become a great marketer or a great salesperson, they're now choosing to invest that growth effort into becoming a better leader. That's a natural path. Now, the reason why this isn't so obvious is because a lot of people don't talk about it. 
and you don't see what happens in coaching conversations or what happens inside leadership development programs. You might not even notice that someone's gone once a week for that coaching call or that they're at a two-day seminar and then come back the next week, all of a sudden having new tools at hand to lead more effectively. And uh, still to this day, which is, which is kind of sad, some people still think that coaches are for people who have performance issues or have problems, which is not at all the case. When we look at organizations with lots of high performers, it is the high performers who receive access to coaching. And that's the case with my clients as well. Those are often the selected leaders that they will be groomed for succession plans and for next level of leadership. And those are the type of people that companies will invest in and send to coaches or into training programs. So if you have any hesitations of talking out loud or asking people or asking your company about coaching opportunities and leadership development opportunities, know that that is a sign of you investing in yourself and hence being a stronger resource to the company. Only a small percentage of coaching clients across the leadership and executive coaching domain are people who are struggling. And this is sort of like a last resort where a manager or an HR department may say, hey, let's hire a coach to see if that can help it. That's a small fraction of all the coaching clients that we as the coaching industry, executive coaching, leadership development coaching service providers interact with and, and serve. The fact that you have worries, the fact that you have concerns over your preparedness and readiness for the job, even your skills are totally valid. Now, I'm not sugarcoating the situation at all in a way that I say everyone can be a leader. No, I don't think so. And I don't think everyone should be a leader. Again, you can have very different career trajectories. But if you have an inclination, a thing in you where you think, I think I would be a great leader. I think I could do this and I might want to just try it. If it doesn't work out, I will know, but at least I have tried and have overcome my fear in order to see if this is right for me or not. And with the right support in place, I will also learn faster and identify faster if this is right for me or not, if I enjoy it or if I don't, or if I struggle but can learn it or if I struggle and cannot learn it. An internal or external coach or trainer will be able to provide you this kind of feedback if they are up to speed and engaged in a way that they can assess this. The person who wrote the Reddit post, you can tell, was worried but had this itch to wanting to lead and had this spark of confidence that they could actually be a good leader to others. So whenever we make a decision, be this about the career or be this about life or relationships, choices about jobs or choices about where to live and what to do. We want to acknowledge the fears, but challenge them and listen and give way more weight to our interests, our desires, our intentions, like the intentionality of wanting to be a leader. That is the guiding star. That's the voice we want to listen to, not the fears. The fears are natural. They're instinctual. Part of our survival mechanism is to have fear about the unknown, the things that seem to be like a threat, and it could be a social threat that we worry about. It's our survival instinct that will say, don't do the thing that could be painful or could be uncomfortable or could actually get you killed. That's the instinct driving our behaviors. Now, rationally, we know a job will likely not kill you. 
right? But when it comes to our minds and our fears, that rationale doesn't count. It's the instinctive fear that will take over. And that is not the argument to listen to or make decision on. So if you do have this desire to try, look for ways to build a support system around you. Look for opportunities to get started. And maybe it's a step-by-step process where you transition into a leadership role, if that makes you feel more comfortable. Or seek out the opportunities and give it a shot. But set yourself up for success by putting that support system in place early on. Now, if you are in that situation where you're contemplating whether or not to go for a leadership role, but you have concerns around sort of interpersonal relationships of what will other people think and will I lose some of my friends if I'm now suddenly stepping into a leadership role, those are real and they may actually play out that way. You may actually, relationships might actually change, but it's not a reason to hold your potential and your career back. It's a fear that can be overcome. Another common fear is to worry about looking like a know-it-all or looking as if you're too domineering or too assertive all of a sudden or don't like to be, you know, at the front of the room or, or being in the spotlight. But you do think you could be a great manager and leader to other people in the way that you could support them and manage the team and help them grow and help make the team stronger. Again, the fears of the image that you may project as a leader is a fear that can be overcome. There are ways to get around this and there are ways to avoid having a negative or getting this negative reputation that you're worried about. And then the last one is the fear of sort of taking the blame on and having all this responsibility on you. Again, you won't feel ready on day one. It's just like you're not ready to have a baby day one of your pregnancy. You're going to have nine months to get ready and mentally be prepared to have a baby. There is a reason for that. Same with leadership. You will likely not feel ready on day one, but there is a transition period and that is normal. You'll get to that place where you feel ready to take on that responsibility. Now, specific no-gos. If you are actually thinking, I might not be cut out for a leader, these no-gos may validate your concerns. One is if you don't want to be bothered by people and don't care about their goals or challenges. So I wrote down a little list of things that came to mind. So that one is a no-go. If you just want to do your job and you want to have as few meetings as possible and just get paid, that is not going to work out as a leader. If you don't want any extra stress or responsibilities or challenges, if that is, no, I'm going to burn out or I just don't want to deal with that, it could be that you just generally don't want that or it could be based on a life situation that will hold you back from taking on such additional responsibilities. I remember in my journey, there were times where I just wanted to be stable and have a stable career, not to add more to it. And I think it's really important that we listen to those instincts. But then again, that wasn't because of fear. It was very clear what I wanted, my aspiration, my intentions. The fourth one, not being interested in learning and growing through self-awareness building, soft skill building, being exposed to uncomfortable situations. Those things will naturally have to happen if you want to be a leader, not just a mediocre leader, but you want to be a good leader. And I think everyone deserves a good leader. And then the last one would be if you value being liked way too much and you're not ready to give that up. As a leader, you will have to make bold decisions. You might have to make unpopular decisions. You have to give tough feedback. And yes, we all like to be liked. And yes, this is hard for 
everyone, for most people, and especially for new managers, but we can also get through this and get comfortable with the fact that we're in the moment delivering some tough news or having to do something that is unpopular. But in the bigger scheme of things, this is beneficial for the team or beneficial for the person. And it is my responsibility as a leader to deliver the news or make a decision and so forth. But if you're hanging on way too much to that and you're absolutely not ready or willing to let that go, that I need to be liked, uh, desire if you're not willing to let that go, then that may also be a really good indication. It's just not time yet for you to step into a leadership role. So I'm going to recap this again. If you don't want to be bothered by people who don't care about their goals or challenges, you just want to do your job or a few meetings and just get paid. If you don't want any extra stress or responsibilities or challenges, if you're not interested in learning and growing, and if you value being liked way too much, those would be good signs that maybe leadership isn't for you. For everything else, and if and when combined with the aspiration and the intentional desire to want to try it out, to give it a shot, to grow as a leader for yourself, your potential, your career, set yourself up for success with the right support system in place. Look for opportunities to lead and lean into it. The fear is not the thing we're going to listen to. I hope this was helpful to walk you through some of these considerations. And again, if you're worried about whether or not you want to lead or should lead, this is very normal. I hear this a lot. These are common questions and challenges and thoughts or worries that people have, and you're not alone. If this was helpful and useful, let us know. And even better, give us a five-star rating or a quick comment on one of the podcast apps that you listen to. That would be hugely appreciated. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my best-selling book, The Confident and Competent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com book and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com masterclass. These resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.